This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your stupid human trick? 651-641-1071. Like, what is your meaningless talent that you're just super duper good at? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What's going on over there? I just am laughing because for some reason I attached a a crazy stupid idiot story to this story and i don't remember why i asked the question in the first place oh which is my stupid talent so <laughs> i bet it had something to do with the study about stupid human I tricks i actually don't think it did i think i just was thinking wouldn't it be fun to share stupid human oh, tricks and do okay. like a little talent show? 651-641-1071. What is your like party talent that is, you know, it's meaningless. It's not like you can sing like an opera singer or that you can, um, I don't know, what's another great talent? Uh, tap dance like, you know, Gene Kelly. What is your stupid human trick? That, what would get you absolutely no attention from uh, the wider world, exactly. but delights your friends and family? Exactly. Bradley, would you like to give an example? Mm-hmm. I did tell you, my 11-year-old the other day started doing that, and I was like, <gasps> I said, Bradley Trainer can do that, too. Yeah, and it's a skill, like, man. Yeah, he was very proud. I was like, don't mm-hmm. be so proud. Mm-hmm. I, what I appreciate about this is I've only ever heard you do that one song. I didn't know that there were others in the repertoire. <laughs> that really wasn't anything. But yes, yes, my cousin taught me that when I was little. And then there's an arm movement that goes with it, but you can't see that. Oh, is it dirty? I mean, no, I'm, oh. we're on the radio. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's your stupid human trick, Holly? Who do we have on the line? Fiona is on the line. Hello, Fiona. What is your stupid human trick? Hi, Fiona. Hi. I can write in cursive backwards. Ooh. Better than I can forwards, and I used to get paid in school in junior high to write notes and pass. But back then, the teachers couldn't figure out, so we'd never get in trouble. Oh my gosh, oh my God, I, I love, love that. that. You had a tidy little side job. Oh uh, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Do you still do it? Like, is it. I sign my time card ever since I've been at work. I still sign it backwards. Oh, that's clever. That is so wild. Do they pay you? <laughs> <laughs> they did still, you? They still get a paycheck. Did you have to practice that or did it just come really easily to you? 
No, dyslexic when I was a child. And it's mm. just, I learned the right backwards before I learned the right forwards. That's that so is so interesting. Thank you, Fiona, for your call. That what a, That is an interesting uh, human trick. It's like doing, um, it's fun to like spell backwards, right? Like mm-hmm. to just give each other letters and, or letters, words and, and try to spell, spell them out backwards. loud backwards. I'm not good at that. I don't, my brain doesn't work that way very well. Yeah. Like I, I always used to get, okay, this will tell you a little bit about how my world is. Mm-hmm. I always was worried in college because, you know, they would give like sobriety tests if they busted a party to oh sure give minors. Like getting a minor was a big deal in college. I never got one. Not Thank like you very getting much. A, a child. Right. You know, like a minor <laughs> consumption. And um, I used to always worry that one of the things they would do would be ask me to say the alphabet backwards. Oh, so you'd say Because I can't even do it sober. Yeah. I find that to be very unnerving. So I figured like it wouldn't even matter if I'd been drinking, I'd get a you ticket. You just would memorize it over and over no, again? No, I didn't. I couldn't even oh. do that. I just was like, please don't ask me to say the alphabet backwards. I can't do it. Holly, who else do we have on the line? Ruby. Hello. Ruby. 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 What is your stupid human trick? I can do the splits in all three directions. Whoa, wait a minute. At the same time? No, I'm just kidding. How does no, that that's, work? that's amazing. No, she can go f- right foot, right, right leg forward, left leg forward, and then center splits. Oh, yeah. wow. Not that it does anybody any good, believe no, me. <laughs> I would well, say that that is... a significant other, I imagine they, you know, think that that's pretty fancy. <laughs> well, used to, but it's been a long time now, so... <laughs> Ruby, no Ruby, thank you for your call. I'm impressed by that because you know that's a use it or lose it experience like if you don't practice doing the splits regularly like you're just gonna get all tight you're gonna pull something yeah you're gonna pull something when you try i would not be able to execute uh a split in any direction other than up the backside of my pants (laughs) i used to be able to do right and left Mm. and now i feel like in my mind i could do the right splits but i really don't think that's a smart thing to try. Yeah. Uh, Holly, who else do we have on the line? Lori's here. Hello, Lori. Lori, what's your stupid human trick? Hi. Well, I can take an empty wine bottle, push a wine cork into it, and then remove the cork with a cloth napkin. Oh, my. Okay. Wait a minute. Say that again. My brain doesn't work that fast. One more time. First, you empty the wine bottle. That's the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you push a push a cork a bottle, so it's laying in, a, in an empty bottle at the bottom. Got okay. it. And then I can take a, a cloth dinner napkin, and I can get the wine cork out of the bottle just using that cloth dinner napkin. Oh my God! How did you learn that trick? Somebody taught me it many years ago, and it's great entertainment if you if you're at a bar or a restaurant. I love that. Oh, that I is bet. so yeah. interesting. Um, that very fun. I'm trying to imagine that, but I'm going to look it up on YouTube later. <laughs> I was going to say, for just, your call. I bet you could YouTube it. Right. Also, you kind of don't want to because I kind of just feel like you don't want to ruin the magic. Like, right. You just want to be impressed when you're like, you know, a half bottle in. Right. I, that's like, the oh, thing that's is once right. you've emptied the How bottle. And she's like, actually, <laughs> I didn't do it. You just are so drunk. You thought <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, you finish that bottle of wine and you'll be impressed with just about anything somebody does with it. Including the people uh, that are (laughs) 
in the room with you. Like, oh, Holly, who hi. else do we have on the line? Joe is here. Hello, Joe. Joe, what is your stupid human trick? Okay, um, so I can burp on command forever. <laughs> forever? Forever. And when I was a kid, it made prank calling, like, super fun. Oh, my God. It was the best. So I was, like, the one that everyone wanted at their sleepover because I would just burp into the phone a million Forever? Times. I really want yeah. her to do it. You too, kind of. But, <laughs> but now, when is, you say you burp ask... on command forever, do you mean, like, a long, sustained burp or, like, many repeated burps? Many repeated. So I could okay. just do it forever because I, I just, I have, like... I guess the ability to just suck in the right amount of air so I could just do it over and over and over again. I mean, that she is... has to do it. My daughter thinks it's hilarious. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, just everybody be forewarned. We're going to we're going to make you do it. Okay, ready? Go. Okay. Delightful. Oh my god. For that talent show. It was like aggressive Forever. too. So aggressive. Oh, that made me really happy. I love it. Thank you for that gift. All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, from your stupid human tricks to Army Hammer. Oh, stupid mm, cannibal tricks. Yeah. We'll talk about Army Hammer and what the latest is. There's even more latest news after this on My Talk 1071. Army Hammer is still a thing, and um, not for long. Uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Good afternoon. It seems like yesterday we had like uh, some news about Army Hammer being dropped from like his final role. Yeah, in fact, he lost the last remaining role he had in the works in a film. Um, and we thought that was, well, that's essentially the end of his career currently, right? It's uh, now in a holding pattern. But but wait, but wait there's, there's more, more because Army Hammer Belector, as we lovingly call him on this show because jokes, um, he, he still has a film gig that was completed but has yet to be shown because of the way that the world works there's just something in the timeline that hasn't happened yet and uh there's one actually sitting in the hopper over at disney that they keep putting off uh one would imagine hoping against hope that things will change so last week they announced a bunch of changes like oh god i don't know if you know this covid we got to change some stuff well buried among the big moves the bigger moves like black widow um there was also this little update on death of the nile death of the nile on the nile did i say death, of? i don't death know on the nile it was very whispery death of the nile death on the nile which is, of course, the iconic Hercule Poirot yes. uh, movie. Um, and this one came from Kenneth Branagh, or comes from Kenneth oh, Branagh, because we've not seen it. And we're very excited about it. And who doesn't love a good Hercule Poirot? Well, that's what I'm bummed about, is he's involved in this project. And it's, is it shelved for now? Or is it, they're just sort of like hanging on to it and waiting for the dust to settle, or what? Yep, so Death on the Nile in the works. Well, Army Hammer in Death on the Nile. Mm. Therefore, there's been a problem with Army Hammer. Oh, look, they just happened to announce a change to the timing. 
In fact, the film, which is, by the way, a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, is uh, and has been delayed yet again Mm. to Valentine's 2022. And yes, I said Valentine's. Don't send email. Um, (laughs) You can imagine that perhaps they decided... Let's put this off a little bit longer yeah. while uh, police look for bodies. Um, and, you know, that's a joke referencing the rumors about his cannibalism. Mm-hmm. But to be more serious about it, there are actual allegations against him that are being investigated by actual police uh, authorities. So all of this to say Disney, I'm sure, is going, oh, God, because the other story that I read yesterday was that Disney doesn't feel like it has the wherewithal to remove him from this film, meaning it would be very expensive to digitally... Like, recast him, yeah. And reinsert him. Which, that has happened with other films. Well, the only thing I can think of is when um, Kevin Spacey was removed from... Yeah, that one movie in Christopher Plummer yeah, came well, in in his place. All the money movie? in the world. Yes. yes, thank you. But Where they was... were still shooting that movie rather True. than... Oh. Or they would reshoot it. Yeah, yeah. they time... reshot all of those principal parts, right? But this film is uh, is essentially ready to it's go. It's like in the can. Yeah, there was a movie with Ashton Kutcher where they digitally removed his bracelet... Well, didn't they also remove Henry Cavill's mustache in oh, Superman? That's right. Colleen was concerned. I didn't What's know. I was worried. I know that they removed Jason Derulo's, you know what, from Cats. So oh, yeah. there was that as well. I mean, you know, they do have some experience <laughs> removing things, I guess. Is But removing a whole army hammer is not the easiest thing. So Does he have like a main role in this thing? I think so. It says, yeah, it says, in fact, a source familiar with the early cut of Death on the Nile said Hammer's role is significant to the point of being the film's male lead. The studio is not considering reshooting or recasting, as I said. And another insider with knowledge uh, says that reshoots cost tens of millions and would be nearly impossible to pull off given the packed schedule of the ensemble, which includes, I mean, like a bunch of people. Annette Benning, Jennifer Saunders, Dawn French. Oh, God, I can't wait to see this more. Well, the hard part, too, is then, okay, think about, like, the contracts that these people have, um, where they still, when they do release this movie, they all still have to do press. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then get asked about their their cannibal co-star i mean it's just this is all going to be very yeah and like all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms Forms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At that point, they're not going to be asking jokes about cannibalism. They're going to pop- possibly right. be talking about actual criminal charges against their co-star. So that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Disney would not let that happen. The other sad thing about this entire story about uh, Army Hammer in Death on the Nile and sort of the problem that the production faces, um, another piece of this article talks about how this was well within Disney's... Op- Disney had the opportunity to release this film like back in twenty. 20- 19 i think mm. um in fact wow. it says in 2019 one of the insiders said the director was already on location in morocco prepping for this shoot when disney called him home for another they had some problems with another film that uh kenneth branagh has been working on on with disney for artemis fowl um which i think is is that a harry potter thing no i think mm. it's a marvel thing marvel okay mm-hmm. so uh the moral of the story is like they could have done this movie a lot earlier because it was just sitting there waiting to be shot. And then they were like, uh, let's put this off. Meanwhile, their male lead. Ooh. So one of two things likely is going to happen, right? Well, one it, thing it'll is gonna never happen. see the light of day. This movie's not going to see the light of day. Or I just don't know how it is. No, I agree with you. I, I I don't know how it can, and I'm. It is a huge bummer because it actually sounds like it probably is a very good movie for a number of reasons. Well, and even I mean, we hope. And even if it's not, think of all of those other people's careers who oh are waiting for gosh. this movie. Mm-hmm. Don't like this. And so then all the calendars with the marketing and the interviews and right. with an ensemble cast like this. How are you going to get everybody? even virtually together, lining up their schedules to promote this And it's not like he's just playing, like, you know, um, the porter Bob McCracken. Right. Which everybody knows is a a hot role. Bob McCracken is a hot role. But you could imagine where they're like, okay, we're just not going to talk about his very, very minor role. It's a minor role. It's a minor role. It's a major role. And... they can't. You're right. They can't release it. Like there's just not a scenario Unless where that's going to go. He becomes well. totally vindicated in the next nine months. I don't. Yeah, see but how even that then, happens. you still have to let the dust settle, right? You can't because then you still have to remember that even then, in the promotion of this movie, then the conversation will still center around. Hey, what about that whole? episode that just happened with army hammer is there any legal because i know neither none of us probably really know although holly might have some sort of inkling because of how knowledgeable she is in the world of movies but there's no obligation like that they have to show it um not necessarily oh that they have to put it in theaters well that's honestly probably up to disney if they're going to be if they made it and distributed it and they have that deal the prediction, at least on my part, is that they're going to dump it on Disney Plus and they're just going to let it, like, oh. you know, sit there. All right. So you can still watch it. Okay. And feel really great about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yay. When we What's return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. D bags. We can't wait to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. 
celebrities behaving badly, we love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is... Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag, Colleen? Headline. Prince Harry and Meghan had just one official ceremony. This comes from the BBC. Uh. And the BBC and everybody else who's reporting on this still are my D-bags. I yeah, thought we already had this conversation. We already talk about this We've like already settled ago? this. Like, we already put this one to bed. Like, over a week ago, we all moved through it. We all dealt with our feelings around so it. We single-handedly debunked this whole notion that she was lying about what had happened. Um, yet, the media continued to perpetuate that this was a thing. So, sure, we'll do it again. But what's what's the BBC st- squawking about this time? Well, nothing really. I mean, truly, that's the, that's the other frustrating thing. This is a salacious headline. Um, but the way that the story goes is that the Archbishop of Canterbury has said uh, that he would have been, quote, committing a serious crime if he had signed the marriage certificate on the actual day, knowing it was false. Uh, he met the couple in a private and pastoral setting beforehand. Uh, however, nothing legal took place at that experience. It doesn't matter. And we've already talked about this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She wasn't saying that something legal, like paperwork, had been signed. Correct. What she was saying was the wedding itself was going to be a public spectacle. They wanted time alone where they could um, commemorate their own union in a private setting. That does not mean that that is where the legal experience of marriage took place. I mean, this is just so so dumb. It doesn't. To be nickel-diming this story. It's not a lie. It's not There's a lie. There's no lie. And framing it as a lie tells me a lot more about where you're coming from than it tells me about this actual story. And this is what's so frustrating. You know, you understand now why uh, Meghan Markle feels the way that she does about the way that she's been treated. And those who love her have mm-hmm. also figured that out. Uh namely Prince Harry. But then you also begin to understand why the media is so frustrating in general. And as, you know, people who are, you know, upholders of media. No, I'm just saying, like, we're on a radio us. station. Like, like I people get, like us. I get that, like, you could make some weird generalization of us, us being part of the media. We are at pains on a regular basis to understand what's actually going on when a story is presented to us. Right. And trust us when we say this is like infuriating because this happens all the time where people craft and frame headlines about stories that get you to react a certain way, even though the story and even if the story that follows the headline totally disproves the headline. Right. It's just this is time and time again. And this is just the latest example. And it's unfortunate because it just makes all these people because you have to have the Archbishop of Canterbury talking about it. And I'm sure he's like, I don't I have other things to I don't worry about right now. And also, don't bring me into your mm-hmm. mess. I mean, I don't know how he really feels. Maybe he is a hot mess and is trying to make an issue out of something. But I, I could see where like people involved in the story are like. Just take me out of your mouth. I have nothing to do with this. The woman wanted to have some, like, also the man, the two of them wanted to have some time alone 
that was special to them. Yeah. Big deal. Regardless of whether there's a legal document attached, you fools. Also, it's all just... Dumb? Well, I just wanted to say... Performative? It's uh, even the, the thing itself. Right. Like, it's just... This is not... What? Well, and the, and the fact like sorry, the fact I'm that this is the thing that's speechless. getting trotted out in front of everybody as though it is the proof that Meghan Markle is a lying liar who tells lies. It's it's so dumb. Yeah. It's just useless. Yeah. But you understand, right? Oh, for that's, sure. That this is what she's been fighting against. Yeah, so where you you might normally be prone to say like oh, she, because look, we also have come after uh you know, any person who has a certain amount of privilege who is trying to use the media for their own financial gain, we are going to criticize that, too. But at a certain point now, I'm I'm like fully rooting for them. Right. Like, you know, when they first left and we got those headlines, we were like, ooh, they are making a move to try to make as much money as they want. Mm-hmm. And good luck to them. But you better be careful. Now I'm just like, where where do I sign up for the Harry and Meghan fan club? Such that um, I can dance on the, you know, graves of um, the British tabloid media. Thank you. Thank you. Who's your D-bag, Bradley Trainor? Uh, my D-bag, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Is a little something called... Jaren uh, Osborne. Oh. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Oh, I was, like, I was like... I'm, I'm not sure what the dramatic pause is. Then I was going to make a joke and it was like, no, don't make jokes. Just do the story. So that's what I'm going to do. And my story is that Sharon Osborne is still a D-bag, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, shocker. And it's courtesy this time of Us Weekly. Because Sharon Osborne is squawking through Us Weekly. Or at least we can assume as such. Here's the headline. Sharon Osborne is bitterly disappointed about how the talk exit happened. It's an utter nightmare. Well, how do we know that, do you think? Because she called up Us Magazine and told them. It was like, hello. Hello, this is a, a representative for Sharon Osborne. Yes, my name is Karen. Karen Schnozborn. Schnozborn. <laughs> and now we're all in Willy Wonka. Okay. Um, Sharon is bitterly. Di- Sharon, Whoa. or um, I'm sorry, Aaron Schnozborn reported to Us Weekly the following Sharon is bitterly disappointed in mm. how it all played out, you guys. Her whole career has been based on not holding back and speaking her mind and championing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, because I feel like this is necessary. Um, mm. Her whole career has been based on not holding back, speaking her mind, and championing free speech. So to be classified or perceived as a bigot or a racist is sickening. Oh, God. A sickening scenario and an utter nightmare for her. Especially since she insists up and down the street, it's all a pack of lies. And that's the last thing she is. No, 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 no. My favorite part of that statement, and I could go on, but I won't, is simply to say, so to be classified or perceived as a bigot or a racist is sickening. Mm-hmm. We all heard her words. Yeah. Nothing about this was a secret or happened behind the scenes. 
Like she just showed us who she was, and we we had an opinion about it. So that's what I actually wanted to key in on is this whole notion of like any argument that she's not being afforded freedom of speech. <laughs> actually, she is, and she was free to speak some stuff, and we're free to have thoughts about that and she's free to pay the consequences of that right freedom of speech does not mean that you get to speak without a reaction or consequence for the words that you are responsible for it just means you get to say the words yeah period yeah and nobody trust me nobody nobody is getting in the way of sharon osborne's big mouth flapping in the wind no she is free to continue to say whatever she wants to be talking about uh, you know her oprah interview or what it won't be oprah because oprah's like i don't got time for you sharon because you're a mess her Piers um, Morgan interview. She's gonna Piers get an. Morgan. She's gonna get an interview yeah, with on Piers his Morgan. new her, her show. What uh, does the fox say? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're a mess. But yes, we will all talk about what she had to say when she does her big reveal that she's getting a big fat paycheck for. Yes, and also she's already sitting on fat stacks because her family basically helped invent the modern reality show so she's not hurting for nothing no so this is this is just so ridiculous but meanwhile she has people on the inside that are now publishing you know stories through tabloids karen schnozborn karen schnozborn Um, Hello. You know, to talk about how, oh, the fact that people would think that this is also, I just don't have time for that anymore, y'all. We have moved on. If you find yourself saying things like, the fact that you would think I'm blah, blah, mm-hmm. is so offensive yeah. to me. Oh, is it? Yeah, sorry. Nobody's, I'm sorry. Nobody's I get to concerned have an about you being offended right now. Yeah. Okay. I get to have an opinion, and I heard your words, and I'm sorry if you don't like that opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I'm the not way- even actually sorry. Like, I'm actually not sorry if you don't like my opinion. I'm no more sorry about my opinion than you are about yours. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. let's just get good with that. Yeah. Also, yeah, no, I can't. I can't go there. But she I will. just can't. She's, now watch. She's going to go there. I'm going to go. No, I'm actually not. I just <laughs> don't want to get distracted and go down a whole separate avenue. Um, the, but the point, the point is that uh, d- please don't use the words freedom of speech and behave as though Sharon Osbourne is having her freedoms stifled. She's not. She's do, do you not. want to know whose freedoms of speech really are? No, you don't, because we're not doing that on the show. But there are actual people, you yes. could Google it, mm-hmm. who don't have the ability to speak, um, you know, whatever their truth is. And freedom of speech isn't just entitlement to speak at all times to all people while cashing uh, paychecks from several TV networks yeah. and collecting royalties. Like, that's not that's not freedom of speech. I, mean, I wish it was because, man, would our show be different. Thank you. Because I would have some opinions about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> not you two. Not you two. <laughs> Thank you. But even if I did... Karen <sighs> Schnozborn. I need to call that Karen Schnozborn and mm. put her to work. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here's the other thing. Sharon Osborne has a freedom of speech, and I have the freedom to not listen to her. Yay! Yeah. And all you have that exact same freedom. And, that's and also, you did, You weren't listening to her anyway. Like, I love that you're coming to her right. defense now. You weren't watching the talk. Right. Nobody nice was. Try. Well, somebody was. No, people. I'm saying people were, but like the, the people that are getting all animated about it are not 
people that um, were probably that invested in her anyway. They they're just who gets all passionate about the talk. I mean, I guess I feel like that about anything. <laughs> like, who's passionate about the view? Who's pa- like well, who wakes? I'm just saying, like, who yeah. wakes up in the morning and is like, I need to fight a battle today for well, the talk. But I will Nobody. say this: you are right, and. Remember, though, that pop culture is our ability to get animated about things that we, through other people. So I do think that there are people who who get really animated about stories like this, not because of a personal connection, but because they feel like it's something in their own lives. And whether that's right or wrong, I True. do think that's why these stories take on a certain... Um, new uh, New sort of metaphorical yeah. meaning. Yeah. But sadly, like ultimately I think ninety percent of it is just other people trying to um and by that I mean, you know, people who want clicks and things. Uh we're all just talking about it because we've got our own particular interest to do so. Which is true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to what's going on with the Oscars, but a whole hullabaloo is going on under our nose, and we're not... It's drama. Oh, good. Drama drama. at the Oscars. I'm going to get you up to speed on some of it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, hello. Now, have you been paying any attention to the, um, there's some drama happening around the Oscars no. right below our very nose. And I wasn't really paying any attention to it either. And then I saw this article on Deadline. Mm. And you know when you click on an article on Deadline, you're getting the straight scoop because it's an actual trade. It's not a gossip rag. Yeah. Um, and basically what it, says is first of all you need to remember that they moved the oscar telecast to uh april 25th and that's the latest date it has ever aired and they did that to try to pad for um the pandemic and the way that we're sort of moving through it right Mm -hmm. like we've all had hopes at different times uh that we would be able to put an end date to this Mm -hmm. um and the Oscars were no different. They really wanted to make sure that they didn't have another one of those hybrid shows. We've seen this happen now. We're on our second round of award yeah, shows. It's getting kind of old. It's getting a little bit old. It's a little dusty. And the Oscars needed a boost anyway, right? They were not uh, doing so hot in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, um, the the telecast is being produced by Steven Soderbergh, among others. And on March 18th, so just recently, just, you know, a couple, like a week and a half ago, um, they issued a letter to all of the nominees and they informed the nominees that there would absolutely, under no uncertain circumstances, be any Zoom option, meaning there would not be a way to attend the awards virtually. Okay. And that in order to pick up your award... The only way you would be able to accept an award on the telecast would be to appear in person at Union Station. So this is where they're they're going to do. They are going to do a little bit similar to what the Grammys did, where they're going to have the Union Station will be the socially distanced area for the spectators, and then there will be a show going on nearby in the Dolby. And actually, yes, it will be in the Dolby Theater. There will be other elements happening in the Dolby Theater. So it still is kind of a hybrid model, but 
but they're all going to be in a place. Exactly. It does not include Zoom. And basically, they were like, uh, you all have to be here. And everybody was like, nah. Like, many people were like, I think I'm going to pass on that because safety. Yeah. And also, no. And you can't do this. Like, you can't just tell us we have to be there in order to accept our award. Interesting. That's nonsense. Also interesting, I would just like to point this out. Steven Soderbergh also uh, was the producer of Contagion. So he might know a thing or two (laughs) about a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Anywho, it was really interesting to kind of see how people were reacting. Like, there are people who would be coming from, think about like the foreign films. Oh, yeah. They would be coming from a different country. There are all kinds of hoops to jump through with quarantines, et cetera, et cetera. That seems like the biggest bar, right? Like, you're just going to have a bunch of people not show up, and they'll be like, here for, you know, like, Judy Dench is going to have to hire, you know, um, Karen Schnozborn to um, come sit in a seat for her to pick up her yes, award Karen that I don't even think she's nominated for. You just got the Karen Schnozborn. I did. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think Judy Dench is actually nominated for anything. But my point is, if you're in the UK, I... Like, first of all, can you even come here? I don't even know if you can. <clears throat> well, actually, that brings us back to uh, the previous um, blind item that we had earlier today. Right? Yes. Want to roll it? Yes, please. Do it. I've already forgotten. Well, the blind item, let's paraphrase, is that the Academy was willing to pay for first and business mm. class oh, travel yeah, yeah, yeah. to all the nominated actors only. Anybody else nominated for an Oscar? Ha, huh? sorry. So I, do, I still don't quite know exactly what that means and what they're paying for it would have to do with anything, but uh. it seems like they are clearly trying to do anything they can do to get as many people there as possible. Like, okay, here's Actors, a, yeah. Actors. People that you would recognize mm-hmm. on the screen. But they don't really care about anybody else, yep. right? But I do, I think, like, here's, here's an actual interesting... Um, scenario so there is a, a director by the name of Hasmila Zbanek who um is not is a not is a nominee sorry I just got stuck there is a nominee who said we're hoping to arrive because um we have to be quarantined for 10 days so it means we would have to start our journey in two weeks meaning like they have to think through when oh, yeah, their and quarantine that costs money be, and that costs money so I would just say no and this is not like this is not like the raffle at the Christmas party where you have to be in attendance to pick up your award. This is a damn Oscar, which yeah. is a big prestigious award, but it but is not I a mean must is, be present to win. Yeah, so I would just say thank you very much Academy. Like I'm going to continue to get work off of this award whether I show up for the broadcast or not. So Right. That's that's just weird to me that well, they wouldn't be bending over backwards to say, look, we want to have everybody here and we're going to show how, especially because I don't know, and who knows what the general public, how they're going to respond to this, because of course actors are just going to be, you know, like very privileged children a lot of times in terms of like what they would expect, you can imagine, because mm-hmm. they're used to having things, um, you know, focused on them. Um, but... I don't know if the general public is really paying attention to a lot of this yet, 
but it will be interesting because the the Oscars and the Academy in general just doesn't need bad press right now. No, they right? really don't. And that what's interesting about it is, and so this is sort of to tie a fine bow around all of it. It's actually not a fine bow. It's an undone bow because the rumor is, the industry rumor is that they are kind of continuing to to deal with the situation and regarding it as a, a as fluid right now meaning they have put out all of this communication saying if you want to get your award you have to be here in person but they're realizing that people aren't going to be there yeah, and they just, need to figure this out you can't i mean there are laws yeah right like i don't know what the laws are in terms of people coming here but i would imagine in the uk for example it's very because aren't they currently under a lockdown? I believe they are yeah. still, yeah. So I, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and really, do, does the telecast need people to break quarantine laws and regulate? Like, is that the PR you want for your event? I do just think this is sort of like we're in this moment, right? Like, this is a Hollywood thing that we're talking about. But this is a, a conversation that's happening um, a, around the the nation right now about bringing people back together and how you do that right and i think the question is you know i understand not thinking that you can only do it one way and that if you if you allow people to do it in this sort of virtual way that we're going to get used to it i don't think anybody really particularly likes it first of all nobody wants to, to do it that, that way so yeah i don't think yeah. to your point you need to be worried about that also um if the last year has taught us anything, it's that we are perfectly capable of doing things in unique and different ways. Yes. As uh, the situation warrants. And that doesn't mean that our lives are going to be changed forever. Right. Exactly. That and that likely people are going to want to get back to some version of the status Trust. quo. Right. Yep. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was the most annoying shortage you felt over the last year? 651-641, right? 1071. We'll take your calls after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.